are listening to the Healing Migraines Naturally podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Caesar, and I'm helping women rediscover a migraine-free life. Today, I'm talking to Danica and her husband, Ian, about Danica's recovery from chronic migraines. Welcome, Danica and Ian. How are you guys? Thanks for having us. We're really good. Glad to be here. Good, good. So uh, you were just uh, mentioning, Danica, that you guys just got back from a trip. That must have been nice. Yeah, we went to the beach for a week, and I was just saying we were able to enjoy it without me getting a migraine for the whole week, so I was really glad about that. Isn't that nice? I used to get really bad migraines in the sun, too, and a week at the beach would have done me in (laughs) at one point in time, too, so that's excellent. I'm really happy for you. Thanks. Well, why don't you, uh, Danica, can you introduce yourself and Ian to our listeners? Yeah, so my name is Danica, and my husband Ian is here, and we have two kids, a girl who is seven and a son who is five, and we also um, are foster parents, so we've had um, three different placements since we've been licensed. Yeah, you guys really have your hands full. Yeah, (laughs) and I started getting uh, chronic migraines well, they didn't start off as chronic, but I started getting them more in college. And then when I graduated and started teaching high school, I started getting them more and more where they were affecting my work. So tell me more about what your symptoms were like after your children were born. Yeah. So they went away with my first pregnancy, but then they came back more severely after um, I gave birth. And then they just continued to get worse. Like I had them throughout the second pregnancy and then I got postpartum um, after our son was born. So it was just all sorts of things. But my symptoms mainly were like I get this building pressure. It's like a band around my head and um, it just feels like something is squeezing my head really tight or I can't think straight. If it gets really bad, I need to lie down, you know, have the dark room. Sometimes I get nauseous, but I never throw up. Um, I just feel really awful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And how was this impacting your life? It was impacting it a lot. (laughs) Um, I feel like it was really hard to schedule things. I had a really hard time committing to plans because I would get anxious about having to cancel them and then rearrange everything. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else, like just so much of life was interrupted from the migraines. Mm-hmm. Ian, Ian, what was it like for you to see Danica go through this? Well, I guess what I'll say is, you know, when we first got married, the migraines were definitely a part of life, but it didn't seem like that heavy a thing to carry around. But now we've been married almost nine years. And in that time, you know, it progressed so severely, especially after uh, the birth of our children, that it really, it really did become debilitating. And, you know, the impact is it's hard to describe really because you feel you feel hopeless in in it 
there's there's just so little that you that's in your control you know the resources and the advice you're given and the treatments you're trying you get these little glimmers of hope that maybe have an effect for a short period of time but then just keep letting you down and keep disappointing and it you know by the time we started talking to you I mean, I had a very, very healthy skepticism of pretty much anybody who told me that they knew what they were talking about when it came to migraines. So, yeah, but on a daily level, you know, there the impact was was severe because there would be, you know, weeks where Danica would have migraines every day, every other day. And, you know, when you're I like to say, you know, it's almost like single parenting, only a little bit heavier because you're not only having to manage your job, manage your uh, children, you know, get food on the table, make sure everybody's where they need to be. But you're also providing care for, you know, the person you love most in the world who's hurting and you know, you don't have the words to say, you don't have, you don't have any, any advice. You don't, you know, it's just, you're you're praying with them and giving them encouragement. But at the end of the day, it just feels hopeless. Yeah. And Danica, what was it like for you knowing that Ian was, uh, you know, having to, you know, almost single parent, what was that like for you? Yeah. So we've talked a lot about, The struggle of that being in a place where you kind of are forced to not do anything. And the, I really have struggled with guilt, feeling like I am not doing enough and just worrying that Ian is just overwhelmed or, you know, too exhausted. And I'm trying to think of like how, how I can support him better and what he needs, but also not being able to do what I normally do. So it's just all around, not a great feeling. Yeah. Do you feel like your kids knew that you were suffering Danica? Do you feel like they knew? Yeah, they're very aware. I mean, oftentimes they'll, they'll see me like lay on the couch and be like, mommy, do you have a a headache coming on. And the one positive to it is I feel like our kids have grown in compassion and sensitivity. Like my, my kids will come up and ask if they can brush my hair or, you know, rub my head or they'll bring me the food that I need. So they have really stepped up in that way. That's nice. That's nice. So, you know, Ian talked about how he was kind of skeptical because you guys have been let down so many times with different medications. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about some of, you know, like your experience on medications? Sure. I I feel like when we came to you, we had tried it all. I was constantly researching, looking through Facebook groups and like what everyone had tried. I started off the first medication I was prescribed was sumatriptan. And so that worked for a while. I thought it was a lifesaver. 
but then I was having to take more and more of it. And then that moved into daily preventatives, um, which again, I thought like, oh, this is going to be a lifesaver. Started with one. And then eventually I was on four different ones. I went to a uh, naturalist chiropractor person who Ian actually had gone to him um, as a chiropractor. And Ian told the guy like, yeah, my wife struggles with chronic migraines. And he was like, oh, I work with patients all the time who have that. Like I can definitely get those gone for her and spent so much money going there. Didn't see results. I did Botox. I went to a headache institute and worked with the, like my doctor was the founder of that place and just did not see the results that I wanted. It just felt like I kept having to take more medicine. And especially there, I felt like everything I was doing was wrong. And so then I had like that added stress to kind of this uh, health path, if I'm explaining. Hmm. They made you feel like everything you were doing was wrong? (laughs) Yes. That specific, and it built on itself, you know, that specific instance there was I think Danica carried a little bit of stress already about like the amount of medication that she was using and how to use it correctly and keeping track of it and I mean I can remember specifically going and visiting that doctor she was a little bit gruff um and you know straightforward in in a good way but also just like no nonsense which didn't mesh well with Danica. And I can remember her like crying in the car before we would go in and visit this woman. And, you know, she had good advice for some specific things, but just not a great bedside manner. And, and ultimately, you know, it would be a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And she often praised it. Like if you do these exact things, your migraines will go away. So then I felt like, okay, I'm not doing those things well enough. And so then I would just feel like such stress and yeah, it was Mm -hmm. very, Mm -hmm. like if you made one small misstep, the whole thing would come crashing down. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Ian, I want to ask you because most men are very problem solving oriented and you know, kind of just, you know, if there's a problem, let's tackle it. Let's get it fixed. Get the, get the problem solved. Are are you like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely had to grow in my compassion and, you know, it's, it's not my, especially migraines is something you can't see. You can't measure it. Nobody else, but Danica is experiencing it. So, um, yeah, for me, it was, you know, even just coming to a place of having patience with it was was a struggle for me. But but yeah, definitely, like once it's acknowledged, it's like, okay, we're going to do these things and it's going to be done. And, you know, over and over, we were told this is what you have to do. And <laughs> it just kept just kept letting us down. Yeah, yeah. I've heard from other husbands how particularly painful it is for husbands to feel so helpless 
in this situation. Did you go through that at all? Yeah. Yeah. So many times. There was one specific moment I think that stands out to me and it was actually pretty close to when we decided that we were going to reach out to you uh, and, and do that initial consult. And so Danica has a fear of needles and, you know, we had gone through every single thing. It felt like trying to get rid of these migraines and Botox was one that we had stayed away from because, you know, Danica would be in getting a blood draw and she would pass out. Yeah. And, uh, it carried a lot of anxiety, but we, we finally decided, okay, you know, the doctors had suggested it enough times. It felt like, well, we've got to try it. And I can remember sitting in the doctor's office and Danica was prescribed something to keep her anxiety down. So she had taken that and she wasn't in her full faculties. And I would always go with her to her appointments because it did carry so much anxiety. And the nurse came in and she's got to do her blood pressure checks and all this. And, and then she's sitting at the computer and just reading off this huge list of medications all of which I have no idea the names of Danica in, you know, in like partial awareness is like trying to keep track of which medications she's on and what doses she's using and communicating that to the nurse all while the, you know, the Botox is coming in the next like 20 minutes or so. And so she's got that nervousness on top of it. And I just remember sitting there and, you know, thinking how strong my wife is, number one, but, you know, how all of this stuff that we're doing, it's not, it's not working and I can't do anything to change it. And uh, it, it's hard. It's, it's really difficult to, to see that and, and know that there's nothing that I can do about it is it's defeating puts you in a really low place. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what motivated you guys to reach out that, uh, experience with the Botox and kind of reaching that kind of last straw? What motivated you to reach out? Yeah, I was actually, um, thinking back to when we reached out to you and I had, had you recommended by a stranger, um, I, I'd seen her on a Facebook group, you know, talk about her journey. And so I messaged her and asked about you. And that was maybe three or four months before I actually reached out because like we've been saying, we we're just super skeptical about like, what's going to fix me. But then we had a, our second placement in foster care and it ended way sooner than we were told that she was going to be a long-term placement. And she ended up only staying with us for three weeks. And so when she got abruptly transferred elsewhere, we were just so discouraged and I felt angry and sad and not only about having this little baby leave, but on top of that, not feeling well. And so I think that's what made me take the step to, to set up that initial consult was like, 
what do we what have we got to lose i guess hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what we were, were your fears when we first started working together danica that it wouldn't work uh-huh. <laughs> or that you know what we were doing would maybe have short-term benefits but then would stop helping yeah i'd say those were my big ones mm-hmm. ian did you have any fears <laughs> well yeah i i can remember being you know, just very skeptical about it. And, and additionally, I mean, the the money thing was part of it as well. Especially once we started doing Botox, we were spending so much money on treating these migraines. And we have great health insurance, but it was, uh, you know, it was, it was adding up and it was becoming a pretty heavy burden. And so reaching out and knowing that, it was going to be something that we were going to have to cover the cost for, you know, we went, we wanted some pretty good confidence that this was going to be worth our time and, and money. But, you know, especially after that first interaction and hearing the understanding that you have and the approach, that's just so different than everything else that we've done and heard and the advice, even in that one interaction it was like no brainer. This is this is definitely something that we needed we need to do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's very interesting to me to hear that from you guys because we started working together in September uh, yep. last year, twenty twenty one. So yeah. about uh, about ten months. Mm-hmm. What's your experience been, uh, Danica? What's it been like for you to actually work on restoring your health? Right, because that's that's really what I'm helping my clients do is restore their health so that their body doesn't generate the migraines anymore. So what, what has that experience been like for you? I'd say it's been an emotional roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to restore my health quickly and it has not been quick. So I've been surprised by how it often has felt like three steps forward, two steps back where like I'm feeling well and then I'll get a flare of migraines. And when I'm feeling well, it's like, okay, I'm hopeful. I'm seeing little bits of progress. Then I'll go like a week of being in a flare of migraines and I'm immediately like brought back to that skepticism, that anxiousness. And so it's, it was like that over and over again, like having those flares, having to have Ian, like be hopeful for me and encourage me talk, talking to you a lot and you giving me good advice, but yeah, it's been a roller coaster. And what surprised you the most about the process? I think I wasn't expecting to learn so much about my body because most of the experiences I had were like, okay, this is how you're feeling. This is a good medication for it. Or, you know, try this and not understanding, okay, this is probably why your body is generating that pain. And what are some ways to get to the root of that? Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoyed in our weekly calls, like you 
answering questions and then basically teaching me. I felt like I was a student and that was really helpful. Good, good. Ian, what surprised you about this process, watching your wife go through this? The confidence, I guess, I've gained back in some of the medical industry in general. I think I think I had gotten to a place where I was pretty jaded about all of it and felt like, you know, people really weren't helping. And I think doctors in general are looking to do good and they want positive results for their patients. But I I got to a place where I just didn't think people knew what they were talking about. And obviously there are people who know what they're talking about and you, Dr. Leslie, have, have proven it. I, uh, I think, you know, you gotta, you gotta find the right people, but I think obviously you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danica, how are you feeling now? Let's break the suspense for people. How are you feeling now? What, what, what is life like for you now? Ian and I were recently reflecting, you know, with our nine year anniversary coming up, that this is probably the best that I've felt the whole time we've been married. Mm -hmm. So just super grateful. Like I was getting migraines multiple times a week, a headache almost every day, having to take medicine almost every day. And I mean, I'm to the point where I am, I only have one uh, daily prescriptive medicine that I'm weaning off of. And I don't really have to take much medicine beyond that. And I was also getting menstrual migraines um, and I just got my first period where I didn't get any migraines. So that was another huge win for me. Big milestone. Yeah. And so, yeah, you said that uh, when, when we started, you were on four daily preventatives. Yep. And you're down to one now. Yep. And looking to get off that one too. Looking, yeah, currently weaning down on that one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's um, uh, you know, working with chronic migraine sufferers, the amount of medication that is required to suppress chronic migraines—it's staggering. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we started working together, you were. You were on a lot, you know, four daily preventatives. Mm -hmm. You know, it still uh, kind of punches me in the gut, you know, when I see this. Plus lots of abortive meds and sleep aids and you name it. Anxiety medication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah anxiety yeah. medication. Right. Yeah. You were, you were on the full cocktail for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so what, um, what, what, what is your hope for the future for both of you now? And the first thing I hope to be fully med free. So getting off this last one, and then I really hope to continue having migraine free periods. And I mean, the last thing I would say is we hope to have another child, whether biologically or fostering and my hope is that my body can continue to heal in such a way where it can handle the stressors that a pregnancy or 
bringing another child into our family, um, that my body could handle that. Amazing. Amazing. I just love hearing that, right? You feeling well enough to bring another life into your family. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. I'm really happy for you both. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you uh, for taking time out of your life here and uh, sharing your story uh, with the listeners here. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having us. And I just want to say again, how grateful we are to you um, for how you've helped us. My pleasure. Your body has an amazing ability to heal and recover. And all you needed was just uh, the right guidance and your body did the rest. You did the hard work. So congratulations. Thank you. Well, wonderful. And thanks everybody for listening. And before you go, be sure to like this episode and subscribe to this podcast. Um, And please, if you have somebody in your life who's suffering from chronic migraines, please share this information with them. Who could benefit from this information that we talked about today? Please share that on your social media or share it with your friends and loved ones who've been praying for this information. And if you want to stay connected with Mary and I, please join our free Facebook group. We have nearly 12,000 women who are rediscovering a migraine-free life naturally. You can go to Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar ND in the search box on Facebook, or you can go to healingmigrainesnaturally.com and we will redirect you there.